Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is uh, 1233 in Edmonton. We open today's show, by the way, with a song, Remember the Name, from Fort Minor. Uh, Lyle took the time to text us, Bob. I just had a sudden urge to take an air nailer and drive a spike into the side of my head listening to that intro music. That one comes to us for a while. Well, you know what? Everybody's allowed to have some different uh, perspectives on how things uh, go. Lots of, that's the beauty. We have some people that like music like that. We have some people that don't. Louis DeBrusque, he's the biggest country... (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, I don't even know what Louie likes. Uh, Louie's going to join us right now in the River Creek Resort Casino. I'm, I'm trying you're, to think about Hey, you were cracking up there trying to get that out. Well, because, you know what, on the occasions when, and we should, full disclosure for the listeners, probably about five times a year, we decide to uh, carpool to a game. Uh, usually on nights when either, uh, uh, you know, your family or conversely my family are going to the game. So... What happens is, Louis, we don't have music on because when you're driving, you're usually yelling, and yeah. when I'm and when I'm driving, I'm usually talking and super relaxed. So there's the contrast. Is that a fair assessment? Do you think? Fairly fair, yeah. You know, we kind of level each other out, I guess. Yes, uh, but uh, I like all music. You know yeah, that. I kind yes. of, uh, you know what? And I actually don't mind that song you were referring to. I used yeah. to like that. Was a pretty good uh, workout song. Pretty good pump up song. See, if I actually worked out, I know what you're talking about there, but uh, I haven't lately. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Uh, where do you want to – hey, let's start, about the, let's start with the two playoff series that are currently taking place right now. The, the situation between Montreal and Vegas. What, are, were the Canadians a tough team to read come playoff time because on paper they looked like they had the right type of team built? But, you know, they had to play 24 games in the final 46 days of the regular season. They didn't have Carey Price. They didn't have Shea Weber. They didn't, you know what? They didn't have Gallagher. And I know what everybody else oh, stop for. Here you go with Gallagher. Montreal's got a Montreal's got a 410 winning percentage without Gallagher in the lineup over the last six six seasons. There's something about him being in there that makes a difference to that club. And I'm not saying he's as important 
as Price or Weber. But were they a tough team? Like, did you think they were capable of being in this position right now? You know, I wasn't sure. I truly wasn't. And I think because of the year they had and because of the injuries they had and because of the up-and-down season they had. And I think everybody kind of coming into the playoffs – you know, we're saying, you know, I was anyway saying, you know, listen, when they were playing the way they can play, which was at the start of the year, we all felt they were going to run away with the division. That was how good they were playing and how strong of a team they were. They were big, they were fast, they were aggressive, had a good defense core, obviously a good goalie when he's on his game, one of the best in the game. And if they put all that together as they are right now, we see what happens. They've just they've just been able to come up with timely scoring, play a, a team game, and I, and I want to emphasize that they're really on the same page. And uh, it's good to see. You know what? Listen, that's what the playoffs are all about for me: is coming together and making sure you're doing all of that at the right time. You hit that at the right moment, the right time, and the right stretch. They've got some great veteran players there too, guys that have won Stanley Cups. So I mean. Um, you inject that in, and, you know, Mark Bergevin, I think, has done a tremendous job of building that team. You know, building that team, putting the right ingredients in there, and it's working for them right now. And they have an opportunity to close out a series tonight, which, uh, you know, I don't think a whole lot of people, myself included, thought they were going to win. I really didn't think they were going to be able to take down Vegas, but lo and behold, they're one one away from doing it. What do you think of how Pete DeBoer is handling the goaltending situation for Vegas? Yeah, you know... The one thing I always say about Pete DeBoer is that he's not a guy that likes to uh, trend with the norm. He doesn't really care. He, he goes with his gut. He goes with his feel. He's always coached that way. And I've done some playoff series before with Pete DeBoer when he was in San Jose, and he was the same way there too. He, you know, he's not afraid to shuffle things up, and and it worked for him. Listen, in Game Four, they threw Leonard in there, and bang, he wins the game. Uh, didn't work in Game Five, you know, putting Flurry back in there, but I don't blame Flurry. Um, you know, it's. I think he understands that he has two good goaltenders and he felt there was a change that needed to happen. And I think sometimes a goaltending change like that for a coach, Bob, as you know very well, it's not necessarily for the goaltending. I think it's for the rest of the team. I think it's for the team to have a little bit more attention to detail. It just kind of just just gives you that little bit of a more um, mental focus for a game when, if it's especially a guy like Fleury who you like extremely a lot, and you take him out, Leonard goes in there, and I know they like Leonard too, but it just it's a different feel. It's a different goaltender, different pregame routine, and it just makes people have to think a little bit more going into the game, bring in that focus, tighten it, narrow it, and it worked for game four to tie the series 2-2. So um, it'll be interesting. You know what? It'll be interesting to see how uh, what happens uh, tonight. Does this change the narrative on the perception of the North Division, in your opinion, Louis? You know, I think what it does do is it, yeah, I think it really punctuates the point that in the postseason, you never really know. And I know that there was a lot of talk in the regular season, the North Division's a weak division. And, you know, I never believed in that. I was like, are you crazy? Uh, they have potentially the two best players in the league on one team and, you know, the best shooter on another. I mean, like, there, there's some really highly skilled, dominant players in the North Division. And, they're hockey markets. These are extremely difficult cities to play in. So, I mean, the the intensity and the drive to play in those cities is is as great as anywhere. Um, so, I you know I looked at it and said, listen, you're never really going to know until you're playing uh, the other teams in the, in the league. And now we're seeing what's happened with the Canadians. They're going on a run, and this is what this is called. And you know what? Keep running. 
keep going for it. But, you know, listen, I know like a lot of talk about McDavid putting up the 100 points in a shortened season and they felt it was the North Division. That's, you know, BS in my opinion. Uh, it was his fourth 100-point season, by the way. So the three other times that he's done it, he had 97 and um, a lot less games the year before. Could have easily had 100 there for his fifth. Uh, he was doing it against the whole league. So, you know, we, we've had this conversation many times before. You never really know until you get into the crunch, until you get into the final dance. And listen, when it's on the table and it's the pressure's there and you're dealing with injuries, you're dealing with schedule, you're dealing with all the intensity that happens in the postseason, uh, they're doing a pretty good job. So uh, I, I think that it does put to rest some of the uh, debate about the North Division. All right, Louie, I'm going to read you a, a series just before we get to the other uh, matchup. This text comes in. Uh, it's G from Red Deer. He says, I think RNH needs to, needs to look out for himself. I don't believe the Oilers are a Stanley Cup contender in the next five years, says G. If RNH wants a contending team that will treat him properly instead of skipping around the lineup with no stability, he should go somewhere else no matter what the money is. I then said it sounded like G wasn't an Oilers fan or an Oilers hater, and he said, you are incorrect, Bob. I am a fan of the Oilers, but I am also not an employee of the Oilers Entertainment Group that gets paid to promote the team. I'm a realist and far from blind. The Oilers have issues that aren't going to be solved anytime soon. Uh, sorry if that doesn't sit well with the Oilers fan base. I, 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 and I said, if you're a top eight team, Louis, you're a contender. Somebody else added, Bob, this year the Oilers, uh, uh, Oilers finished 11th, three points behind eighth and five points out of fifth overall. The year before they were 12th, three points out of seventh. It sh- they're that close to being a contender. I don't think it's unrealistic to think that Edmonton has a chance to be in the top eight, even if you you know might have the Oilers Entertainment goggles on in the eyes of G from Red Deer. So you tell me, Louis, are, you know, theoretically, can the Oilers be in the mix as a top? If you're a top eight team, you got a chance, you're in the mix. And that's what Ken Holland keeps talking about. We need to be a top eight team every year, so we got a chance. Do you think Edmonton has the base to build from to be a top eight team? Hundred percent, I do. And here's the reason why. I'm just, you know, listen. Obviously, goaltending is the biggest issue uh, moving forward. You've got a, a goaltender who's not getting any younger, Mike Smith, uh, Miko Koskinen, who is a question mark. Is he going to return? Is he not going to return? Are they going to maybe try and shed that contract and, and look elsewhere potentially for another goaltender? So that's the big question mark for me. But. I'm going to look at the Montreal Canadiens, a team we were just talking about. Look what Mark Bergevin did in the last couple of years, and especially last year, you know, injecting Toffoli, Anderson, Edmondson into the lineup. Just those three players. Corey Perry, Stahl. I mean, that's how quickly five new players in an organization can change a team, can change the dimension of a team. It's incredible. For the first time in a while, Ken Holland and any general manager for the Edmonton Oilers is going to have some money to spend and really be able to look out there and try and find pieces that fit into the mold. Okay, so you know what? Um, You can change it quickly. Uh, But I do think if you look at the nucleus like we've talked about all along, (laughs) get the best player in the game, period. You've got the best player in the game. Now, I know we put a ton of weight on Connor McDavid's shoulders, but – Listen, the kid can handle it. And you know what? You want to build around that. So that's going to be the objective and the plan for this team moving forward, and it can happen very quickly. I know there's teams that continually build to the draft through trades and are are 
each year a team that everybody feels are Stanley Cup contenders. But then every single year, there's teams that just all of a sudden put the right mix together, and next thing you know, they're a pretty darn solid team. And the Montreal Canadiens are one win away from going to the Stanley Cup final. And once they get to the final dance, and especially if the Islanders, who are in a battle with the Tampa Bay Lightning right now, I mean, listen, it's a war. You never know who's going to win it. it. It's up for grabs. So, yes, I do believe they can change it around. Yes, I do believe there's a lot of work to do, but yes. it's possible. And uh, you know what? Put your best foot forward and do the best you can do. Make it happen. Another texter says, Louie, out of an Edmonton exchange, actually it's JJ, he says, the Oilers are a very good team during the season. Their problem is they just don't have what it takes to win in the playoffs. Their bottom six has been too weak. They're missing a left winger and more commitment from some of the other supposed stars, uh, like going in the corners, blocking shots, being aggressive, et cetera, for Michael. Yeah, that's a learned behavior. And that's a that's fair, a, com- fair comment yes, for Michael. 100% it is, but also I'm going to – I'm gonna. You know, talk about another team that's in the final four right now for the second year in a row who won the Stanley Cup last year. It wasn't too long ago, and we've talked about this before, they lost four straight to the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's a different animal. You have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to win in the playoffs as well. And I like Dave Tippett's comments at the end of the year. These are painful lessons that are necessary to, to learn. And sometimes they really sting. But they stay with you. They stay with you forever. And then it's about moving forward and trying to use those lessons and, and use those things you've learned in a positive way moving forward. Um, I understand it. People are heated. People expected more. I get it. I understand it. And, and, and I don't disagree with them. But the landscape is always changing. And the one thing that, that we've noticed in the last few years is that teams can emerge out of nowhere. Teams can emerge out of nowhere just with a few changes, a few tweaks, a goaltender that gets hot, a couple players that are injected into your top nine forwards that all of a sudden just completely revitalize your scoring. Um, A couple real solid core guys that get injected into your lineup that just shut down the defensive side of the game and make it real easy to play. Uh, a real solid defenseman like a Joel Edmondson, like a Ben Sherratt that gets included, injected into the lineup with a couple good right-handed defensemen like Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie that all of a sudden just stabilize that top four. That's what the Edmonton Oilers are trying to strive for. That's what they're going to be looking to do. And you know what? It's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, it's just, oh, no problem going handpick this guy and this guy. It's a nope. war because all 32 teams right now are looking for those guys too. And you gotta you got to make sure that you're, you know, in the running for those guys and trying to get them and convince them to come to your team. And then, you know what? The rest is history. Yeah. Well, again, this is a huge, like, Ken Holland didn't have a lot of money the last two years. Obviously, there's more money. He's got to make some key decisions. R&H, Larson, we assume Larson's getting done. Uh, Tyson Berry, probably not getting done. You know, Mike <laughs> Smith, the goaltending. But the point here is, this is a, this is a big offseason for the Oilers management group. Well, I think the biggest, you know, that since I've been covering the team, to be honest, and, you know, here's the thing, too, is they have been in the playoffs the last couple of years. The end of the regular season, I know it was cut short last year, and I know this year, and it didn't end well in the playoffs both years, but... You know what? They were in a position to get into the final dance two years in a row. And it's been a long time since we've been able to say that. So here's the thing. That is a step in the right direction. And I listen, I want to err on the positive. I truly do. I want to err on the fact that you're still building towards something and your core is young. Your core is very young. So there's time. There's time here to get this right. All right, Louis, let's switch focus. The New York Islanders rebounded, uh, rebounded after getting shelled eight. Nothing that happens once in a while. 
That said, Louie, when they were down 2-zip, just because they're challenged to score a bit, I was thinking, boy, this is going to be, in the way Vasilevsky was playing, I was thinking this is going to be tough for them to come back. But I they, thought it was over. So I thought all. it was over. Yep. They found over. A, So what, like, you watched the whole series of Jake and Boston against the Islanders. Oh. What, what is it about that team? Well, I think it's that exactly. I think it's to stick with it. And, you know, if you really watch, they never really deviate from the plan. They don't. But you know what? They just continue to push. They continue to stay in the hunt. They continue to play good defense. They don't give you a whole lot. They play an abrasive style. They have a big back end that can defend. And you know what? They just are getting timely scoring. Let's face it. You have to have that in the playoffs. You have to have game breakers. You have to have different guys stepping up and scoring huge goals. And they're getting that. They're getting everything. This is why you call this a Cinderella story, if you want to call it that, which I don't with the Islanders. They went from the worst defensive team to the best defensive team in one year under Barry Trotz. Didn't pan out for him the year after that. But this is now three years under his tenure where he's kind of putting things together and making sure people are playing the right way. And you know what? They're a confident team. There's a belief there. And that's the biggest thing. And there was a belief against Boston, too, no question. They, they really gave Boston a hard time in the regular season. I think going into the series, they felt very comfortable playing against the Bruins. Um, and you know what? They pulled it off. They showed that. And they, they showed it in the next round. They've now showed it again against the team that, for me, um, you know, listen, until they get knocked off, they are the favorites, in my opinion, still. But, boy, has it ever been an exciting series to watch. I thought that game was done. It was in the – it was just finished. Like there, I thought there was no way they were coming back in that game last night, but that's the beauty of the playoffs is that you never know. Louie, the uh, New York Islanders finished with a record of 32-17-7, a 634 winning percentage, 12th in the league. Uh, the Oilers were 11th at 643. Boston was 10th at 652. Montreal, 18th. We could have a scenario. Montreal, 527 winning percentage, 24-21-11. We could have a scenario where the 12th, and the 18th overall teams in the league in the season playing the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to take you back to 0506, just as mm-hmm. a, a matter of interest, and take it at the league standings that year. And the Carolina Hurricanes actually did have the fourth best record in the NHL that year. People forget that they went 52, 22, and eight, uh, which was pretty darn good. The uh, the Edmonton Oilers had the 14th best record in the league at 41, 28, and 13. So you had four versus 14. But, man, oh, man, 12 versus 18. Like, And I think Tampa Bay is going to win game seven. I don't know if Vegas can beat the Canadians twice right now back-to-back. But, man, it's it just – does this reinforce what hockey is? It certainly reinforces what playoff hockey is. And I think, you know – it's amazing because that's the most difficult thing for a general manager, for a coaching staff, for any organization that's trying to build a team. Number one, you're building a team that can sustain an 82-game schedule, that can sustain that travel, that 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 intense schedule that is demanding on every single player in on every single team. It doesn't matter where you play; it's a grueling schedule. And then you got you get into the postseason; it's an entirely different animal. And I know that we talk about that a lot, and I think that people probably don't really put it enough on that. The fact that it is an entirely different game. The intensity is so ratcheted up, so dialed in because it's do or die each and every shift. It feels that. It's just a different animal. There's a completely different mental feeling to it, physical feeling to it. It's more demanding than even that rigorous 
regular season. So you see a lot of teams that are great in the regular season. They can kind of get into that groove. They, they get into a system play. Boom, they go through. Then they get into the, that adversity of the playoffs. And some teams don't deal with it so well. Other teams do. Other teams, for whatever reason, are able to just kind of weather that. Maybe, you know, sometimes I have always kind of felt this. Sometimes young players, like you look at the young players, Suzuki, Kakaniemi in Montreal that are playing right now. You look around. I mean, it's, you know, Cole Caulfield. You know, he's so excited to be jumping in there and playing right now. I don't think he's feeling pressure. Are you kidding me? Every single time he jumps on the ice, it's the best day in the world. And it shows because he's just playing. He's just playing his game. But when the pressure's on and you're the favorites, it starts to become even more. And I think that's what you see throughout the playoffs is that, you know, that pucker factor and that, you know, nervousness. And when that nervousness creeps into your game and that apprehension, it's just, it's disastrous. It can be very disastrous. But that's the thing. You know what? I think that it's really emphasizing the fact that once you get to the final dance, which I call the playoffs, so you're getting into the dance, it's who's left last on the dance floor, and you never really know who that's going to be. We always pick the favorites every year, and you know what? Not everybody's right. Louis, awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, my man. Sounds good, man. Take care. That, that is Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hey, golfers, looking for a great VIP golf trip? You can join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains of Whistler, B.C. The package includes airfare and a private WestJet charter with a complimentary open bar, three Nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a new West Travel Golf Tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade to a one-bedroom suite. To book your tee time, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Did Louis Dirk just say pucker? When we come back... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We'll talk about the Pucka Orchestra, and we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report as well. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Wow, that is from about 1985-86. Greg McConkie is a buddy of mine that is in Red Deer. Uh, 
met him at uh, Jasper Place. And uh, later I was at the University of Alberta for a number of years. Might have been the smartest guy uh, I ever went to school with. Uh, worked for the Red Deer Rebels with Cam Moon for a number of years. And um, is working uh, as a uh, senior VP for a company down in Red Deer right now. And he was, got me uh, into that song. It was a pretty good song. The lyrics are, it's it's a different tune, to make no question about that. Want to tell you, guests and owners now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Just before we go to the Oilers Now injury report, oh, <laughs> a couple responses here. Um uh, Former defenseman Mark, Bob, Ken Holland on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ken Holland thinks long-term. He doesn't sell low and buy high. All those that suggested we cut bait with Polyarvi at this point have been proven wrong. I said, said former defenseman Mark, that sending him back would be a win-win. Then it happened as it turned out it was. Wow, it's funny, former defenseman Mark. I don't recall you saying that sending him back was going to be a win-win. This market has many highly intelligent Oilers fans. It also has a multitude of Manic fans. Be thankful, says former defenseman Mark, that we have a GM in place that is able to ignore the Manic amongst us. As for the texter G, or Gene from Red Deer, he hasn't a clue. Five years from being a contender, please. The Oilers are two or three years away from winning the Stanley Cup. Obviously, my statement is fully dependent on how quickly Ken Holland can shore up the holes. More importantly, it's about identifying your foundational players and who they are and how you pay them. Everyone else is a piece in the puzzle. RH could be a piece, but he's not a foundational piece. He needs to recognize his limitations and accept a lesser paid role within this organization. The orders are on the right path, says former defenseman Mark. Organizational depth hasn't been this good more than a decade. High-end talent hasn't been this good since Wayne Gretzky left. 30 other organizations just wish they had the Oilers' problems. Hmm, interesting. Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. When accidents happen, go see them. JamesHBrown.com. Here's Brandon Escott. Habs forward Jake Evans has uh, ditched the non-contact jersey. He was with his team this morning. Does not mean he'll suit up, though. He was wearing uh, the same color as the extras. Getting close to getting back from that concussion, however. And Nikita Kucherov, uh, the postseason's leading scorer, left last night's game in the first period. Did not return after that big cross-check from Scott Mayfield. He also tried to throw a sort of an awkward hit on Matt Barzell. And none of it worked out for Kucherov. Could you imagine if somehow the Islanders upset Tampa? That's not going to happen. Canadians, they, they've won twice in Vegas already. They got Carey Price. Anything's possible. When we come back, we're going to talk goaltending, the handling of the goaltending situation in Las Vegas with Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.